This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. convert their touchdown and lead this hockey game 7-2. Seven's a good number in Vegas. Good if you're at the Bellagio and good if you're at the T-Mobile Arena if you're the Calgary Flames. 7-2 your final score. The Calgary Flames pick up their first victory in Vegas. And they do it in their most crucial time of the year. The out-of-town scoreboard does them some favors last night. And now heading into their game Saturday against the Dallas Stars, the Calgary Flames are within three points of the Winnipeg Jets. And the National Predators still have something to say about that as well, given their games in hand. But the recent play from the Calgary Flames still has them very much in the Western Conference playoff picture. Hour two of Sportsnet Today is underway. It's Logan Gordon along with you. Cam and Taylor, outstanding production team here on Sportsnet Today. Reminder, the fan feedback line always open to you. 960-960, how we feeling after a Flames win last night in Vegas. Three of a possible four points picked up on this road trip. And really, the Anaheim loss... Last week, sitting as the major blunder for this Flames team that could be, all things considered, if they're able to finish things out in Arizona, if they're able to pick up that win against Anaheim, could be looking at equal points with the Winnipeg Jets right now uh, had you change those two results around. Now, I'm not saying that three points out is a mountain to climb, but you're, you're probably looking at those two games right now and wondering if you just put a little bit more towards those two games, maybe the picture looks even a little bit brighter if you're the Calgary Flames right now. We're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems uh, downtown studios here in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, on this St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Have some fun tonight. Uh, I know a bunch of our uh, colleagues here at the station are heading down to the Saddle Dome to enjoy uh, the Calgary Roughnecks St. Patrick's Day festivities. Cam, Taylor, you guys making your way down there have you made your plans for the night what's going on we weren't invited yeah oh that's brutal i guess we're doing something with pat not happening no well this is awkward (laughs) you wouldn't want to go with the morning show guys anyways no keep me away from those guys you'll have a funner night not with them it's a pack of wild animals it's something roughnecks and rush at the uh, Scotiabank Saddle Dome tonight. Some tickets still available. Uh, if you're going to check it out, it should be a great one. It's always one of the top uh, Roughnecks games on the calendar. The Roughneck home games are always fun, period. But uh, the St. Patrick's Day 
just up to another level. So if you're looking for something to do on this Friday, you haven't made plans yet, uh, head to calgaryroughnecks.com slash tickets and uh, check out the Rough House tonight for their game against the Saskatchewan Rush. Uh, Flames, obviously the big story here right now after that win last night uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. Daryl Sutter switches up his lines. Lots of questions about uh, what the coach's plans were heading into last night's game. If you missed it, the forward lines looking like this. Manjapani up with Lindholm and Toffoli. Hubert O gets put on a line with Backlund and Coleman. Ruzichka in the middle of Richie and Dubé. Lucic on the wing with Kadri and Lewis. That means Walker Dewar and Jacob Peltier sat out last night's game as healthy scratches. Your deep pairings were the same. Uyghur, Anderson, Hanna, Fintanev, Zadorov with Stetcher, Markstrom in goal. And I thought there were a couple of really interesting things heading in that I wanted to watch for. I was excited to see Adam Ruzichka get back in the lineup. 11 straight games is a healthy scratch for Ruzichka. And I thought at times he looked like a guy that hadn't played in a while. I'm curious to see how long this lasts for the Calgary Flames. I think there was 100% a message being sent by the head coach to Nazem Kadri, who had the third lowest time on ice for the Calgary Flames last night. If I uh, if I do my checking here, I believe we were talking Lucic and one other player. I want to say Lewis, but I want to double check and make sure I got that right. Uh, Lucic at 859, Lewis at 11.16. Yeah, those are the only two players that played less last night than Nazem Kadri did. So a clear message from the coach that 91 needs to be better and an opportunity to see Jonathan Huberto with one of, if not the team's best pairings in Backland and Coleman. Saw a lot of good last night. Tyler Toffoli was at his best. One of his strongest performance of the year. Uh, he leads the way with four points, two goals, two assists. He's now at a career-high 60 points. Hasn't quite hit the total for goals yet. His career-high in goals, 31, uh, was that year that he set his career-high points total as well. So he's still got a couple to go there. He's at 28 on the year now. Wouldn't stun me to see him get four more on the season, set a new high in goals as well. But Manjapani did some good things on that line, had a couple of opportunities, still seems like a guy that's dealing with some shaken confidence and just hasn't had that same scoring touch pucks that were going in for him last year that just simply aren't going in this year. The goal in the third period from Toffoli is the one that comes to mind. Manj with a partial break, good move towards the net. Stopped by Jonathan Quick. Big, juicy rebound there for Tyler Toffoli to put home. But last year, that was a goal that Manjapani scored almost in his sleep. But uh, aside from that, he still finished the game plus four. He had an assist. I thought he was around the game a lot more. I still want to see some more shots on goal from Andrew. But I thought he fit in nicely on that line. Still would have liked to see more from Jonathan Huberto last night, too. I think we had that conversation. I was intrigued 
the Kadri Huberto thing hasn't been working for a while for me, so I was excited to see what Jonathan might do on a line away from that. He does wind up with an assist on uh, Dylan Dubé's goal late in the third period, but no shots on goal, just a one hit, two blocks on the night in 16-29 of ice time. I think Jonathan Huberto with more to give in that. Uh, Richie with Ruzicka and Dubé, the other line I want to talk about before we hit some uh, Flames post-game audio from last night and hear from the team following this big win. Uh, Nick Ritchie just has, doesn't have it for me. He plays 13-52 last night. He took another penalty. That's been the most consistent part of his game since coming to Calgary. Has uh, been finding himself in the penalty box at least once per game. Seven hits, two shots on goal. I would rather see Jacob Peltier or Walker Dewar in that situation. But I understand, given where the team was, given the opponent, that Daryl wanted to shake things up. We'll see what remains of these lines. Uh, could they stay the same heading into the game against Dallas? It wouldn't stun me. But at the same time, I think there's a good case to be made for Jacob or Walker to find themselves back in the lineup uh, against the Stars on Saturday. Let's hear from the head coach, Daryl Sutter. He spoke to the media following the win last night in Vegas, the first for the Calgary Flames in nine tries in T-Mobile Arena. They picked up the victory. Here's uh, the head coach reacting to the win uh, post game. Daryl, maybe just what did you see from your team here tonight? I think got the lead. First period was a real grind. Period, I think, for both clubs. Kansas scores. I think it was direct in, wasn't it? Yeah. Kansas goal. Yeah, so, you know, get a one nothing lead and uh, just kind of go from there. What did you see from the new lines? Just trying to get some energy in the lineup tonight. Yeah. And put Rosie in and Big Rich in, get some energy and moves. You know, we get some guys that are struggling to score. Just trying to move them around a little bit to find a spot for them. A few of the guys were talking this morning about killer instinct and needing to have that when you have one, two-goal lead. Did you like the way they were able to press their foot on the gas a little well, bit? Well, really, the big goal is Blake's goal. They make it 2-2. Two, two. Blake makes it 3-2. It's not that it's not that much more to it. And then Bax would finally get a little puck luck on that power play goal to go for it, too. I'm not even sure how it would end. Two stick and a body. Stick yeah, and I couldn't yeah. see it from the bench. So what about what about that 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 moment though? I mean, I think there was a pretty good save there from Markstrom in Markstrom tight on. Made a lot of big too, saves. Yeah. You know what? They got the goals they scored were good shot goals, right? And he made some big saves. He's made a lot of them. For, what has he played now? Seven or eight in a row. So. It's one thing to come in here and, and win, but the way that you won, how, how much more does that? Three two going in the third period wasn't the way we won. You know what, they're coming back from a long trip. Right? Probably their you know, changes, a lot of time zone changes coming in there, and that was our only focus, was just trying to have a good first period, and it was just a, it was a grind first period. So it's, it doesn't matter if it's 10-2 or 3-2. We need points. <laughs> Tonight's as big a night as this team has. You, obviously, what does it say about your team that they responded so well? I think we've stayed in the moment we tried to do that for quite a while I mean you think about it we played so many one goal games this year you could easily have forgot you know just walk away from it and say oh, hell this ain't gonna work 
but that that hasn't happened with our club yet. You mentioned kind of a big. You did have three goals where there was a little bit, a little bit of puck luck, which you yeah. haven't had a lot this yeah. year. But you recognize that, right? This you finally got some bounces. Well, it was, you know, it's nice, nice to see. You know, Ty gets a couple, and Blake gets a couple, and backs. It was the last chance he had to score when he was 33 years old. It's today, so you meant, you it's birthday you. tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Uh, head coach Daryl Sutter able to smile, have a little bit of fun after a win last night against the Golden Knights. And yes, he was talking about uh, the 34th birthday for Michael Backlund uh, today. He was a big part of the win last night for the Calgary Flames. He's been at his best, maybe his best Flames season of his career. He uh, has a goal in the win, his 17th of the season. His line uh, produces a couple. Coleman gets two more goals. We'll hear from both of those guys uh, in just a moment. Starting with the birthday boy, uh, Michael Backlund, he uh, spoke to the media as well following the win in Las Vegas. Yeah, I asked the other guys to describe your goal. How would you describe your goal? Uh, Put the pocket towards the net and it went in. (laughs) Called it. Called it. You called that, that goal. What do you mean? You, you called it a double bank shot. Like, that's a trick shot. Max. <laughs> yeah, no, I was trying to pass it off and lucky bounce. But I'll take it. You deserve it, don't you feel? Like this team really deserves a little bit more of the breaks that you got tonight. Oh, especially in this arena, I feel like uh, it's been some breaks before. And um, yeah, so yeah, definitely think we've earned it uh, over the years in this arena. And, uh, and this year, too, it's been a lot of bounces out of the way. And yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you do the th- little things right, and you know you play the right way, and you do, uh, if you, you know if the, when the team plays the way we can, and that's when the bounces come too. So there's there's no excuse that we haven't got the bounces. We got we know when we play well, we do get the bounces too. How, how would you describe just the magnitude of this win, and you know obviously the spot you're in, and you move three points back with the playoff spot now, but in this building and, and a game like that? Yeah, no, it feels good winning here. Um, you know, being part of all the losses here, it feels really. Really, really good to find the win here uh, to break that record. Um, so, or uh, spell, whatever you call it. And uh, yeah, no, and it feels good, obviously, uh, seeing when you play loose and getting closer to a playoff spot. Uh, we know we still got to be a lot more consistent and play a lot better uh, every night. And uh, um, but today was a was a big game from us and a step forward. And just maybe that spot, uh, you know, they tie it up at two and just kind of the response, you know, your line, obviously part of that. Um, but just to, you know, help you know, kind of sustain and stop the tide at Summit and then, you know, build on it. Yeah, no, I thought we just kept going all night. Um, kind of tight first period, but the second, I thought we played well and same in the third. And we just, uh, yeah, when it was 2-2, we didn't sit back. We just went after it and trying to go for the next one. And that's why we won today and not last time we were here. Michael Backlund. The birthday boy, 34 years old on this St. Patrick's Day. Big part of the Flames' victory last night in Vegas, as was his linemate, Blake Coleman. He had two goals in the victory. He was the last Flames member to speak to the media in Las Vegas following the win against the Golden Knights. Maybe just let's start with the win, obviously the significance of it. Um, in a building that's been, it's difficult to play in, but how big is this win for your group? That's a huge win. Um, obviously, uh you know, we had had trouble with third periods and putting teams away and, um, you know, start to finish. I thought we did a pretty great job tonight uh, making sure we didn't take our foot off the gas. And, and it's 
two big points for us, and, and we'll take it and get out of here. Easy to look at uh, one of the turning points is that, that goal that you scored to make it 3-2 after they, you know, you get the little push and they tie it up, but just, you know, the significance of that in that moment. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, we've got to have pushback on this team. I think, uh, you know, they, you know, they're a good team. They were going to have their pushes, and obviously blowing a two-goal lead isn't uh, the way you want it, but um, we were able to respond tonight, and I think that was big. I think it's been missing in our game a little bit in the past, and then, um, like I said, from there, I thought it was a great third, and, and the guys did a good job. Yeah. Everyone's got a different way to describe uh, Uyghur's goal. How do you describe uh, Backlund's goal? Just a savvy vet. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the faith that he uh, called that shot and he knew what he was doing there. And um, you know, when you're hot, you're hot. We're talking about puck luck, and it's you know, it's an old cliche, but it really seems like you guys haven't had much of it this year. But tonight, you got it in spades. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a big believer in you. You earn your luck. Um, you know, I, I agree that the bounces maybe haven't gone our way, but there's times where we certainly didn't earn um, the bounces. And I thought tonight we did. I thought it was really a, a pretty solid effort, and I thought that we gave ourselves a chance to to have those bounces go our way. Like that's a new career high now for Tyler Toffoli, which it, I mean, it's not an old guy, but for his age, it's pretty impressive. Leading scorer all year. Maybe what can you say about how he's kind of been a leader for you guys this year? Yeah, he's been great. Obviously, he's. Uh, you know, he's the best finisher on our team, and um, he's been showing it lately. It's, it was a, uh, a big goal he scored, big couple goals, I should say, but uh, obviously the first one was, was the highlight reel type, and, um, you know, he's been, uh, he's been consistent all year, and that's what you need. And, um, you know, he's, like you said, he's having a career year, so um, to get in, we're going to need him to continue and, and other guys to pull some weight. Blake Coleman of the Calgary Flames, two goals last night. He's been great along with Michael Backlund, uh, up to 16 on the year for Coleman. He uh, had that big goal late in the second period, just about two minutes after Riley Smith tied it up for the Golden Knights, and he just felt like got Calgary's momentum back into it. Didn't have to hit in the third period, trail or tied up at two. They could go back into it with a lead. They would uh, expand on it a little bit later on in the third period and roll to that victory. They outshoot the Golden Knights 30-19, to and uh, maybe the mood's shifting around this group once again as they're within striking distance of that uh, playoff spot in the West. It's still a three-team race. You cannot forget the Nashville Predators who still hold those three games in hand, but the Calgary Flames now with a one-point lead on Nashville and three behind the Winnipeg Jets for that final postseason spot in the Western Conference wildcard race. So Flames next up against the Dallas Stars on Saturday. That's a tough opponent. They'll be uh, a very anxious group after a loss last night to the Edmonton Oilers. They've lost two in a row and are currently uh, atop the Central Division, fighting off the Minnesota Wild and the Colorado Avalanche. So still a meaningful game for Dallas coming in on Saturday. Flames have to continue. They haven't gone on that big stretch thanks to a couple of key losses. The Arizona game, the Anaheim game, immediately come to mind but the overall game and you know ability to pick up two points more nights than not for this flames group has been there over the last two weeks they need to continue it against a tough opponent on saturday that'll be an eight o'clock start for hockey night in canada that means our flames coverage gets going at seven o'clock with pat steinberg and pete labardius they'll have flames warm up for you right here on sportsnet 960 the fan that'll lead you up to eight o'clock puck drop wills and labardius on the call uh, right here on Sportsnet 960 and on CBC and Sportsnet West for your viewing pleasure. 
Uh, we'll come back on the other side. We'll bring in uh, Cam and Taylor for a little bit of uh, St. Patrick's Day chat and uh, wrapping up the week next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, happy Friday. Happy St. Patrick's Day Friday. Sportsnet Today, I'm Logan. She's Taylor, he's Cam. They're our outstanding production duo here on Sportsnet Today. Chatted all things Calgary Flames following a big win over the Vegas Golden Knights last night. Had to check in with our pal Bick Nazar from Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver. All of those conversations up on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Google, Amazon, Spotify, your favorite podcatcher. The podcast hours up just moments after each hour ends here on Sportsnet 960. Go ahead, give us a review. Subscribe to your favorite shows. We'd sure uh, enjoy if you're along for the ride. Thought we'd close out the week before we hand things over to uh, Hockey Central 960 with Haley Salvian with a little bit of fun. It is St. Patrick's Day. A rare Friday edition of St. Patrick's Day. So if you're going to have your green beer or your Guinness... You can do so with less worry about what might happen the next day. I'm not saying don't worry about it, but less worry. Unless you have to work on a Saturday, in which case I feel for you. But it's a rare Friday. You can go out and enjoy St. Patrick's Day. So I thought we would take some time here to go through some of our favorite or least favorite green or St. Patrick's Day themed things here. On Sportsnet today, we'll need the text line for this 960-960, where you can check in on the feedback line whenever you want. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, answers, life mysteries. The text line is there for all of it. Uh, but before we get there, pa- uh, Cam, pop quiz. All right, let's go. What is the meaning? What do we celebrate St. Patrick's Day for? Ooh. Um... <laughs> no, you got to answer. No googling. I can hear it right now. Yeah, I'm literally not. Um, mm. it's it's mm. got to be buried somewhere in Irish culture. Wow, that's a very deep answer. Um, it's got to be related to I don't know. Good fortune. Mm. Good luck. Um, I don't know. What did what did Saint Patrick do? Who was he? What did he do? Well, it's the it's the feast of Saint Patrick, of course. Of course, I knew On that. The day of his death. Made an official feast day in the early 17th century, observed by the Catholic Church. The public holiday in Ireland and Northern Ireland. Apparently, it's a holiday in Newfoundland and Labrador as well. I didn't know that. Makes sense. But it's celebrated in the UK, Canada, United States. Uh, now, of course, as you mentioned, modern celebrations have been greatly influenced by Irish culture, especially that that's been developed in North America. Uh, some people feel it's too commercialized, but we have fun with it, so we thought we'd have some some fun with it. It started with our pals uh, on the Sportsnet Twitter account, and I've passed this along to both of you. We'll get to some more of these in a favor. But what is your which team has the best green jersey in sports? Ooh, I like this one. They gave us a couple options. You have the Packers. You have the Celtics. 
have the stars that are going to be here in Calgary on Saturday. The Oakland A's rock a pretty cool green jersey. So we'll start it sports-themed for this one. Who has the best green jersey? Taylor. This one's tough. And if you oh. say the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, you are blocked on the text line. Um, You know what? It's, it's a toss-up between three for me. Wow. Way to narrow it down. Okay. You have the Dallas Stars, which, you know, they're a little, they're cool. They're not like the top one, but okay. they're they're nice. Then you have the Minnesota Wild, which are also very nice. You know, got some fun little details added to it. But I think you have to go with the classic of the Hartford Whalers. I like the Whalers one a lot. The Whalers was a good one. Now, I've seen options for Minnesota as their traditional jerseys and... Uh, some people have voted for Minnesota's reverse retro, which goes back to the Minnesota North Stars colors. The Subway wrappers? Well, if you want to be disrespectful about it, yes. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even think about that. But that's a classic look. I like that green jersey. I don't like Dallas Stars new green. I got to be honest. The neon green? You don't I like don't it? I don't like it. Wow. Too much going on for You're me. You're both wrong. Really? Yeah. Please tell me which esports gamers have the best jerseys, Cam. If you're talking esports, it's optic, but I don't think we're talking about that right now. <laughs> um, I think Dallas and the NHL, no, right now, has the best green jerseys in the league. I however, I can't stand. However, it. there was a leak of some scrapped Minnesota Wild alternates that was going around on Twitter. I'll I'll throw up the retweet. Those are the cleanest jerseys I have ever seen. If they ever come to fruition, I'm getting one. I have to see what he's talking about now because I can't. I don't know off the top of the hat uh, what he's talking about. Uh, other considerations that uh, got votes. They'll be wearing them tonight. Shocking uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fans think that their St. Pat's jerseys are a superior choice for, but they're not even green. They're white, but they have a little bit of accent, but here's the thing. Like it's not their regular jerseys, but they're also not green. They are white. They're not their regular jerseys. So I don't think that should be able to count. That's a black Jersey. You sent me cam. That doesn't count. There's some green on there. That's not, no, it has to be a green Jersey. The Jersey itself has to be green. Okay. That's why I'm disqualifying mm. Leafs fans from this conversation because the jersey you're wearing today is a white jersey with green accents. No, it was in your DMs. Mm. Yeah, in the DMs. Uh, this one said a couple of texts at 960960. <laughs> Come on, Logan, you're a poor sport. Uh, riders, baby, let's go. Here's what I'll say. And now this is. This comes from a long-seated family rivalry of, of just family members that have years and years of, of Saskatchewan heritage and have driven three hours to games for years, and I was one of the few family members that never got on the Rough Rider bandwagon. If you were to tell me and you were to vote for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders retro jerseys, I'd be okay with it. Uh, they're day-to-day home jerseys. Uh, okay, they're all right. 
I am a big fan of the retro Rough Rider jersey with just the simple green and white look. To me, that's a classic look. It's a classic CFL look. Very common during their playoffs. The Labor Day games against Winnipeg, they'll use them a lot. I like those jerseys quite a bit. And I think they're top tier when you're talking green jerseys. Uh, a couple people agree with me, by the way, that Minnesota's reverse retro, the one that you call the subway wrapper, Taylor, is in fact a top tier green jersey. You disagree I'm with that. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying. You're just it saying it's not like good either. It's like a subway wrapper. It does. However, I'm pretty sure. So they're keeping might... it fresh then. That's all that means. Yeah, but it looks like. A subway wrapper. No, it, does. it looks elite. It looks great. It looks like a subway wrapper. I hate to break it. Uh, New York Jets? Nope. Not a good green jersey. Some of the old um, Celtics, especially their Christmas jerseys, really nice green. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with a classic Celtics jersey. That's a an all-time look in sport. There's very few Celtics jerseys that aren't good. Now, the traditional Oakland A's look, not great. But the Kelly Green ones, the ones that I sent you guys in that photo, because they use that same kind of green that the Packers use for their regular jerseys. And it's just kind of like the forest green for me is just meh. Doesn't really do anything for me. But the Kelly Green with the script that Oakland unveiled like a year or two ago for baseball, maybe the only good thing about their franchise. I'm not even kidding. Uh, Whalers getting a lot of votes. This one I cannot get around, and I do not understand it. I know there's a lot of Seahawks fans in Calgary, but the Seahawks neon green jersey is a no-go for me. Not a chance. I can't do it. It's like a group of highlighter markers in the field. Oh, my God. It is bold. (laughs) Taylor, do you know what jersey I'm referring to? I do not. I'm just telling you something right now. It is... Action green is what they call it. It's action, all right. (laughs) It is actively assaulting my retinas. It's these. That's a lot of green. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of of green. green. That's scary. I can't remember. I think it was my pal. I think it was PK, Peter Klein, that told me one of the biggest jersey fouls he ever saw was a guy wearing a Seahawks 12th fan jersey in that green. I don't even know. Is it? No. It's, it's, it is it's green. Like it's neon lime green. green. That's it's not even mm-hmm. lime green. It's, it's green. Uh, a couple more texts at 960 960. This uh, this text I can't see I can't get this one either the neon green that the no this doesn't count as a green jersey though, but the stars Taylor have that black jersey with the highlighter green everything else. That one that one's that, that one's intense. But I, I but again, we don't again we don't count it for this. Yeah, it's not fully green. No, it has again green accents to the jersey. I will say I forgot about this jersey. But after looking into it, Logan, if you remember the Ray Allen era Milwaukee Bucks jerseys with the giant deer on the front, clean. I love it. Yeah, that's an old school look. 
I love it. But I don't know if that one's as celebrated because it's green necessarily or just because it has this cool looking buck thing on it. <laughs> that's, that's the, only, looking th- thing. That's the yeah, only thing right. I would say to it is <laughs> it looks cool, but I don't know if it's because it's green that we love it or not. It's the green and the purple. Uh, some other text at 960-960. Uh, Okotoks Oilers for green. That's a good one. Those are nice. Uh, international, of course, if you're going international, most things that Ireland does, rugby, that's going to count for you in, in big numbers for sure. Um, <laughs> big Mike texts in, says, hey, Logo, eSports is not sports. The only answer, uh, though, is uh, a Boston Celtics jersey, period. Fair. Uh, this text says Roughneck St. Patch jerseys are awesome for sure. Uh, this one for will take you to the Google machine for sure. Uh, Prince Albert Raiders 1984 jerseys. Cam, you'll be Googling that one and tell me what you think of that. Oh, these are nice. Yeah. I like these. These have something going on here. There's a lot of green jerseys, a lot of bad green jerseys out there. But there's also a lot of good ones. Prince Albert Rainers. Mm-hmm. Even just the even the newer Prince Albert Rainers jersey is pretty good green jersey overall. You see these, yeah. Good use of the green. I like the accent colors. That's a that's a W. That's a passable W for sure. Uh, a couple of vo- we've actually got a couple of votes here for the old uh, Seattle Supersonics jerseys. That one got brought up uh, on the Sportsnet feed on the Twitter one that we were talking about as well. Uh, that's a good looking jersey for sure. Uh, Jim Texton saying the California Golden Seals. That's not a bad one either. Uh, our pal Robin uh, Warman says the Notre Dame Fighting Irish green jersey. Those are, those are nice. Notre Dame comes out with some really, really good-looking jerseys every now and then. Yeah, they're, they have some... When they go to the green, they definitely go hard. Yeah. The gold helmets. Even the basketball jerseys they've done. They've done a couple green ones that are really nice. The basketball, the hockey, the baseball, they're all yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> this text says... Pretty much anything Oregon Ducks, if you can keep up with how many jerseys they put out. Yeah. Now, the Oregon Ducks put out, like, I can't even tell you. How many jerseys they have? A lot. What's the over-under on number of jerseys? It's a lot. Like, just, if can, just search Oregon Ducks football jerseys and... So, on... Shop. Any given Ducks. year, they could have, I'll say, four or five different variations of jerseys. Currently up for sale, there are 46 options for <laughs> Ducks jerseys. Yeah, that's probably the last two years. Whew. I want to say that just the other year, they had two different green ones, a yellow one, a black one, even a white one in there, too. But again, you'd have to keep up with all of them. And some of the green ones aren't as good as the other ones. So... A question here. Where yes. are we ranking the Mighty Ducks? Oh, the the classic uh Mighty Ducks movie one? Yes. It's a top five for me. Absolutely. 
I think that's a classic jersey. S tier. Great you disagree? Jersey. I'm just saying it's a great jersey. It's I a good just... one to bring up, actually. I like that you but brought do, that like, up. Are we counting it because it's not technically still a jersey? Well, I think it still counts for okay. sure. Okay. I think it's widespread enough that if you said that to people, they know what you're talking about. So I think that counts. Yeah, I'll go with that. That's a that's a perfectly good top five green jersey of all time. Uh, this one says Philadelphia Eagles old Kelly green jerseys. Yes, they're bringing those back, I think, within the next couple of years as the NFL expands their rules on jerseys. I'm talking like Randall Cunningham era. Philadelphia Eagles jerseys would be awesome. I'm not as crazy about the Eagles current. Again, the navy green. But I, I would be cool with an Eagles Randall Cunningham jersey for sure. Uh, I wanted to do this too. <laughs> Matt doesn't like the movie jersey as much. Well, that sucks for him. That's too bad. Matt and Cochran, usually one of our favorites, but uh, Taylor's been let down by that answer today. Uh, okay, wanted to do this as well. Having some fun with some St. Patrick's Day uh, traditions. Here on Sportsnet today, we're talking green jerseys, favorite green jersey in sports going around. Uh, I wanted to ask my producers uh, some yay or nays on different St. Patrick's Day traditions. You guys ready for this? Yep. Let's you do it. To bring up the energy level here. It's a Friday. We're getting excited. All right. Whoa! <laughs> yay or nay wearing a Kiss Me I'm Irish shirt to the bar? Are you Irish? Yes or no? Immediately no. That's mm, nope. I'm no. going to assume that nobody that wears one of those shirts is Irish. They're just so cringy, though. That's like very... Maybe you do if you're Irish, but I, I think Irish people have now been probably so offended by other non-Irish people wearing that. They don't. And maybe you are Irish and you wear it. I'm not blaming you for it. I'm just, I, it's a tradition. Is it still one that is acceptable? Taylor is a hard no. Cam, you are are you depending on heritage? Yeah, I'm a conditional no. Um, if your bloodline is sub fifty percent Irish, I don't like it. I'm just a straight no on it. It's cringy. I don't feel it's like very early two thousands when everybody thought it was cool, but it was just it wasn't even cool back then. Uh okay, how about this one? Adding Oh, in front of one of your names for the entire day to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I've never heard of this. Cameron O'Hughes oh. for the day. You've heard of it. You just haven't been five. I understand it. I've never done this. You just haven't been five. Logan O'Gordon. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's would you no. Would you participate in that for a day to celebrate St. Patrick's Day? That's better. I don't love it, but I could, you know, once or twice throw it in there. I think Cam would do it. I think what we're hearing is Cam would do it. I would not. I'm, I think it's it's up there with the kiss me, I'm Irish. If you're not Irish, I don't think it works. Yeah, but even just like adding an O to your name, it just doesn't make sense with half the names. No, but I think that's like the, the joke of it, right? It's like that's the, we're having fun with it. I'm not really Irish, but... We're making it because it's the day sort of thing. Weird. It is weird. weird. 
Um, this one will be probably more for the text line because I don't know. I know Taylor won't have one on this, but uh, green beer or Guinness? Which like which one are you going for, Cam? Do you have to have a Guinness or do you have to have a green beer? If you got to go green beer, incorrect. You have to go Guinness. <laughs> you have to have a Guinness. It's an Irish beer. I mean, if you're gonna have one or the other, an I Irish think stout, you, you have to. Beer. The green beer is nothing but a cop out. Marketing. I think if you want to go back to, if you want to have green beer after you have a Guinness, I think you have to have a Guinness first, hands down. Wash it down with some green, and then then you can go green beer for the rest of the day. But I think so, you have so to have you at can least still one have Guinness. the green beer, but you just have no, to. No, you have to have a Guinness first. first. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel about? The different green um, landmarks, like the Chicago Explain. River dyed oh. green, or Niagara Falls being doused in in green for the day, is that still a a cool St. Patrick's Day thing to go? I like the look of the Chicago River; is cool. Like as long I still as think the it fish looks are awesome. okay, you it, know. Yeah, you it, looks the fish? Cool. it yeah. looks cool, but like, what are the environmental impacts of this? How long does this river stay green? I have no idea. See, it's cool in theory, and it's cool to look at, but if you're talking about the effects of it... I can't imagine that several it's... days. Po- it can't be poisonous or no. anything. Right? No. Uh, there's no know. way that Surely. they're right? just dumping toxic waste into it to turn it green <laughs> for a couple of days. radioactive and... waste. Yeah, there's no way. There's like there's too many people like that would be monitoring that nowadays that would not be okay if it killed off all of the fish population in Chicago simply to turn the river green, right? Hopefully not. I don't think I can't imagine. Maybe I'm wrong about that. If somebody knows that that, that does something to the fish, then let me know, but okay, so the dye is vegetable based, which is good. The recipe is a closely guarded secret, but apparently it's it's vegetable based, so it has to be okay, right? That scares me that it's, it's a very secret vague. recipe. It used less, to be chemicals, but now it's less, vegetable. I feel less secure about that now that I've heard it. <laughs> yeah, that just why you got to be secretive about it if it's not a big deal. I don't know. They that sounds like just tell something us. in there that's yeah. Well, it's a secret family recipe. No. You're dyeing the entire river green. I feel like we should know exactly what you're exactly putting into what the you're river. Putting in there, um, yay or nay, Irish step dancing. You don't have to do it, but to watch an Irish step dancing performance on St. Patrick's Day, I think that's a good. Tradition. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've never heard of this in my life. You've never seen Irish step dancing? No. Really? No. Almost every St. Patrick's Day I think I've ever gone to. They've at least at some point in the night brought in Irish step dancers. It's really cool. Yeah. I would, I've like a giant feet. I would no doubt tumble over and kill everyone if I ever tried it, but it's, I think it's cool. Cam, you've seen it before, obviously. Yeah, I've seen a, a few performances of it. It's cool. I like it. Uh, how do we feel about, I know how Taylor feels about this, uh, an Irish meal of corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day? Cam, yay or nay? Uh, I don't think I've ever had corned beef, to be honest. 
I'll go yay. That doesn't sound bad. I like cabbage. Cabbage is fun. Cabbage rolls. Yeah. From Ukrainian descent. Cam, I need you to hit that button right now. <laughs> Irish from Ukrainian descent. No, Making cabbage rolls. Making cabbage rolls, yeah. It's just this is a different version of it. I can eat cabbage. I'm down with cabbage. I don't know really what corned beef is. I'm rocking like. with cabbage. Yeah. Corned beef. Sounds Fair good. enough. Uh and last but not least, this is a very popular one. Uh at your everyday job. Are you okay to bug a coworker that didn't wear green? You mean oh you? Oh my god! I didn't wear green. If I was to go out tonight for St. Patrick's Day to celebrate, I would wear green. But at your day-to-day job, would you bug somebody that didn't wear green on St. Patrick's Day? No, I don't know. Would you mention it for like the pinching thing? No, that's weird. I feel like, like that's an HR conversation now, though. Like. Yeah, it's like, please don't. Please touch don't me. ever do that. Why are you pinching me? Sir, we're adults here. Please don't do that. Are you getting grade school? And like, you're young and you know, oh, you didn't wear green. Pinch, pinch. But like, come on. Yeah, but it's like, it's Words. more innocent when you're a child. True. I don't trust anything any adult does like that, period. Any adult that pinches <laughs> is not. I feel like the, the guy that pinches does all of those things that we talked about being cringeworthy. Also wears the Kiss Me, I'm Irish shirt. Adds the O to their name for the day and speaks in an Irish accent. That's the person who takes St. Patrick's Day a little too far. Yeah. Has to get out of here by noon on a Friday because they got so many plans for the rest of the day. That guy. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Or girl. Don't be either of those. Have fun. Uh, Like we said, there's plenty of St. Patrick's Day festivities going on around the city of Calgary. Including the Calgary Roughnecks. They're taking on the Rush tonight at the Saddle Dome. If you're looking for something to do, they have one of the best St. Patrick's Day uh, events across the city. You can hit the Roughnecks, uh, CalgaryRoughnecks.com for ticket information. Uh, if not, just enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. Be safe. Have fun. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll be back on your airwaves on Monday. Reminder, Flames and Stars in those green jerseys. I guess they'll be wearing their white jerseys. Oh. On Saturday. Coming your way for the one-game homestand. 7 o'clock, Flames warm up with Pat and Lou. Derek and Lou will call the Flames and the Stars. Saturday night, we'll react to it on Monday edition of Sportsnet Today here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.